0: What's up everybody, Milen is here and welcome to the Calligraphy Masters podcast. This is a show where I talk with some of the most inspiring and influential artists in the world of calligraphy lettering and sign painting with the goal of exploring their mindset and understand how they became successful. Today I'm very excited to be speaking with the person who made me fall in love with calligraphy and is one of the main reasons for Calligraphy Masters to exist. Tiuswan is one of my favorite artists and we spoke about his first steps into letters, when and how he was learning, how calligraphy changed his life, what is Scriptorium Berlin, upcoming secret projects and much more. But let's not waste any more time and jump straight into it. Okay, it's on. Awesome. Three, two, <laughs> so tricky 1. So... Hey bro, how you doing mate? It's, I'm really happy to have you finally here on the podcast. So how are you doing dude? Hey, good. I'm a little bit tired, but very well, thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see <laughs> you too, brother. Like I really, um, I was quite disappointed that I couldn't make it this year to Scriptorium. We but didn't
1: celebrate so much. So the, the this year was very, very calm. It was just friends and family. There was no exhibition. There was nothing special.
0: No. So yeah,
1: n- nothing lost, you know, like we're still going to have a lot of cool events that you have to be uh, at. So <laughs>
0: Okay, then we'll talk about this later. Cool. But uh, man, you're like uh, the reason for me to start calligraphy, as I mentioned in the introduction of the episode and calligraphy oh. masters <laughs> to exist. And I know plenty of other people who are who started because of you. So okay, for the people who don't know you or like the ones that know you, but they don't know so much about your story, can you tell me like where are you from? How old are you? When and how did you meet and start with calligraphy and stuff about like this?
1: Sure. <laughs> okay, so my name is Adam, uh, aka Taos One. Uh, the, the, this name is... From the graffiti times. Um, My real name is Adam Romuald Kłodecki. I come from Poland, uh, but I live in Germany. Mm, I'm 35 years old. Mm, My adventure with calligraphy started, I would say, first professional lessons I had. I was 15. I was in high school, in artistic high school in Suprasil. it was a five-year uh, high school. Uh, after graduation, I got accepted to Fine Arts Academy in Gdańsk, where I studied industrial design and visual communication for the next five years. And I also had some contact with with uh, graphic design, with typography, with uh, heraldy, vexillology, and uh, a lot of things that were not directly connected to calligraphy, but they were always somewhere around. Uh, but probably i can tell you a little bit more about it later
0: yeah and uh how did like how the journey with calligraphy started like uh, what made you focus on it and uh, what were the first (laughs) things you started learning
1: well uh, it's a funny story I, i said it already a couple of times uh, in a few places uh, but I always like to repeat it because it's, I think it's funny. Um, I was around 9 or 10 years old when I, when I saw a movie and the movie was... Uh, it was an amazing movie. <laughs> it was the uh, <laughs> Evil Dead Army of Darkness, I don't okay. know if you know that movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very... it's a classic. Uh, like b or c right like it's a comedy horror yeah and one of the things that uh, is in that movie is a a book of the dead called the necronomicon and it was written with human blood uh, binded in human uh, skin and when i was a kid i i saw it i was uh, and i wanted to create my own book you know book of spells so i i remember uh, like i took some normal paper you know like uh, with this blue grid uh, i took a, a, a red uh, ballpoint pen and i copied letters from a label of um, of a bottle with uh, with some herbs and i remember it was called the uh, the herbs of Bitner, and it was written in gothic letters i was fascinated and of course not the whole alphabet was on that bottle so i had to kind of invent the letters that were missing what for real <laughs> but you know <laughs> i was nine or ten i don't remember but you know if i look at it now probably it was <laughs> something totally uh, horrible but but back then yeah i was you know i was drawing skulls and stuff and it kind of stayed with me uh, so yeah But then after a few years Of course I uh, got fascinated with graffiti And with, with the colorful street culture That was coming to Poland After the communism went down You know we could see MTV We could see all this uh, Yo MTV raps And, and all these kind of things um, And of course I started um, learning in this uh, artistic high school um, which changed my life really because uh, i was in two different primary schools mm, i was not the easiest kid i think if i if i recall right now what i what, what i was doing and what my parents went through what my brother went through and my my friends like <laughs> uh, i think that the artistic high school really changed my my my, my life um, Mm. so yeah in that high school i had i i had first professional lessons in lettering composition and things like this so yeah, quite fast i got into it like a lot
0: so you start with the hand lettering or was it like uh, more like proper calligraphy teaching like learning? well the, the
1: the the classes i had were um were different. There was graphic design, there was uh, mm, painting, sculpting, drawing, but one of those was lettering and composition. And on that um, classes, we were uh, learning how to write with a, with a stick, like a normal wooden stick that you had to prepare yourself, mm-hmm. and then dip in ink and, and recreate different kinds of uh, alphabets. We were learning uh, Roman capitals. We were learning um some Gothic styles and some italic styles, but it was nothing um too complicated or nothing to um, you know in poland the back in the days when I started studying uh, art, calligraphy was kind of forgotten. Yeah? it was very hard to get any materials about it. There was no Uh, no internet you could uh, search through yeah the only things that were there were some books if someone had um, any you know it's also not uh, was not that easy to 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 find anything to learn we had some materials from the teacher but they were very basic they were from some old um, lettering books uh, about uh, sign painting or something like this but also I wouldn't call it a, a material for learning yeah but it was enough to 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 get to plant
0: the seed you know i see and at uh, what what age was was this like how old were you i was
1: 15 i was 15 when i started this high school
0: yeah okay and then at what point did you start like uh, learning it more professional and uh, what were the sources you used was it were it uh, some books or was it like some workshops
1: well i after I graduated from this artistic high school, where I was, um, one of my specialities, I think, if I can say that, was uh, poster. Yeah? So I was uh, really into it. Um. So. I was watching a lot of examples of posters from the past and especially from the so-called school of Polish poster. It was a huge thing back in the 60s and 70s. The the Polish uh, scene of of poster designers was pretty big uh, around the world. And if you you ever have a chance to 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 see it, you will see what I mean. It's it was very different from everything that was around the world yeah, because Poland was kind of closed. So artists had more uh, creativity, I would say, maybe. Um, But doesn't matter. Um, When I got accepted to the Fine Arts Academy, um, I had classes there with passionate people. And all the people that I met, also my friends, um, they all influenced me somehow. I had the chance to meet um, an older generation calligrapher in Gdańsk. I saw his works on an exhibition. Uh, His name is Piotr Kowalski. Um, He's not so uh, popular in social media but his works are really impressive and I remember that when I saw them for the first time I was like whoa this is this is something really good and uh, and that was kind of a, a, a point when I when I started looking at calligraphy again and not only um, I was into tagging you know a lot of graffiti kind of styles and and calligraphy things but uh, I think it was around 2004-2005 when I started looking back again to the uh, to this uh, like proper classic calligraphy Um, and the professor, um, I uh, my professor from visual communication was also really um, into typography and of course uh, calligraphy um, and assi- our assistant, uh, our professor's assistant um, in that time, um, he was a historian and uh, one of the first people in Poland to have have anything to do with corporate identity with like uh, creating um, logos and creating um, visual identity for brands mm. uh, so those people were people with so much knowledge and so much um, passion that uh, i got infected really really quick you know like and all the, all the things from the past and from the present started to connecting and in parallel with studying product design and, uh, and industrial design, this calligraphy thing was uh, coming back, you know, like um, already as a student, uh, I got a part-time job as a wedding invitation uh, calligrapher. You know, I was sitting in a little store in Gdańsk Uh, writing some (laughs) some invitations you know like meeting with people kind of like i do today meeting with uh, with clients for tattoos i was meeting with people who were who were about to get married and they were telling me the story what they want to have you know and i was designing the invitations or letters uh, or uh, table placement cards or whatever
0: they needed yeah (laughs) awesome man and at like uh, at what point did you felt that you were becoming uh, good or like a level that you were happy with and <laughs> and like what was what was the first uh, calligraphy style that you not mastered but you felt like comfortable with
1: hmm. of course uh, well when i started calligraphy again i would say when i when i was in the at the fine arts academy I already thought I'm, I'm the best, you know, I'm like, okay, it comes back, you know, all the things that I was doing, graffiti and the, the all the lettering in high school that I did, I'm like, okay, now with the tools that I remember, I bought this uh, mm, Rotring art pen, yeah, and I remember doing the Gothic letters again, you know, I'm like, wow, yeah, I remember, that's cool, And years passed and <laughs> nowadays, I know I have to go back to the to the basics and you know with time I I knew that it's uh, I'm getting worse and worse. Or maybe I was learning, so I saw that it's everything that I produce, you know it, it was not good. The things I keep all my sketches and all my uh, all my drawings and when I sometimes look back I'm like wow that's horrible (laughs) that's really horrible and uh so yeah that was that was not good
0: okay so gothic i think like gothic is like maybe one of your favorites if i'm not wrong or like the ones
1: yes it was always somehow fascinating the all the hard shapes you know the sharp edges and um what is what, what i always mixed was this kind of gothic style but i was always into fast tagging you know and dynamic strokes uh, also because of the profession i studied uh, industrial design and we studied a lot of this dynamic sketching you know like how to fast um, present the idea what you have in your in your head just how to transport it onto onto, onto the surface uh, using dynamic and accurate strokes yeah? so it later became like my my thing you know to 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 create letters very fast that's how I get this kind of texture in my letters um, they are not so precise but I call it kind of like this controlled expression that um, controlled expressionism, yeah? because you you never know what you're gonna uh, have in the end. You know it's gonna be a lot of splashes, and uh, but you're aiming towards a certain point, and if you manage to to hit that target, you're you're happy. I mean I'm happy. Yeah? <laughs> so I started with with what I had. So I had a few examples um, of some black letter. I had some examples from some some typography books nothing fancy then I started searching for for materials uh, and I found this amazing book which nowadays I think is a it was something special that I found it because it's a book about Rudolf Koch from 1920s and uh, I bought it for like three euros in a bookstore you know they didn't know what it is. It was some old German book about some guy that did some writing, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and this is one of the most uh, valuable treasures I have right now. It's a book that I can't even find anywhere listed, you know. It has examples of, of Rudolf Koch's uh, letters and his uh, alphabets and writings, etchings and drawings. And... If you are familiar with Rudolf Koch's works, you know he was uh, experimenting a lot with, the, with gothic styles where the, the letters are not so precise and are not so parallel to each other. He was using these very nice dancing uh, letters and that, and that guy inspired uh, Hermann Zapf. To become a calligrapher yes so it's uh <laughs> it's a it's a uh, amazing material for inspiration
0: rudolf koch man you speak about it now but nobody can find it that's uh, a, a bit of a bummer <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if you can find any books about rudolf koch the original ones they are very expensive it's really they are treasures
0: uh-huh, i see and uh, do you remember were there any struggles you had like while you were uh, uh, learning calligraphy was there were there things that you felt were more easier and natural with you and stuff that was hard for you
1: oh man there was so many because there was no materials there was no youtube and tutorials you know there was no um, no people around that would do it so finding finding out that You have to clean the nib after you buy it it took me I think maybe even years to realize why certain nibs don't hold ink you know until you know now it's so you go on YouTube you look at Paul's um, tutorials or or some other people and they're like yeah just spit on the nib you know wait uh, clean it a bit man I Remember that struggle when I bought nibs and I put it in ink and the ink didn't even stick to the nib And then of course the paper, yeah, which paper to choose? There's so many and they are so expensive. Everything is so expensive when I studied and in Poland uh, when you get accepted in my days studying was for free, but uh, you know, I I didn't have any uh, Extra money to get materials. I remember when I got a design marker one design marker, you know, to, to create those uh, nice blendings. And it was so expensive that I kept it on my shelf for so many years that it got dry and never used. You know? <laughs> so, getting, getting calligraphy materials that uh, there was nothing actually available, and if there was something, it was not, uh, not even suitable for writing. So, it was some crappy materials that were, you know, Aluminium <laughs> Or something That was bending And Was horrible And if you had any uh, Good Tools Then The paper Yeah Everything is bleeding And you don't know like What's going on Why the There is You know You see works In some albums And The letters are sharp And very nice And I do it on, on So many different papers And it's always bleeding The ink is like Not flowing And Yeah So there was a lot of struggle, you know, like uh, I was, I remember, you know, experimenting from the graffiti times when we didn't have markers or we didn't have uh, money to buy markers. So we would use the shoe polish to, the, to, to make tags, you know, or, or candle wax, you know, on the, on the glass. <laughs> so and that was yeah also that was really cool because you, you didn't actually damage anything it was just hard to get off yeah because you can't wash wax when it's on the glass you have to scratch it off but uh, but yeah the glass was not not damaged they yeah? not like with a stone you could scratch the <laughs> the surface of the glass ah, but that's that's a different story anyway uh, so yeah with the materials that was a huge struggle and one of the uh, one of the breaking points in my in my calligraphy career was the fact that I got uh, Pilot parallel pens. Uh, they were sent to me uh, from Pilot because I wrote them like, "Hey guys, so I love calligraphy, and I I saw somewhere this this pen, and I need to try it, and I can't buy it anywhere. Like, what is this pen? What... I remember I wrote a very emotional letter, and I was like, okay, whatever, I send it." probably it will be gone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like they, they actually replied and they sent me a box of materials. And the next day I got it, I created a video on YouTube that, uh, that later uh, got quite popular uh, and, yeah. it Inspired hundreds
0: <laughs> of people to start calligraphy, maybe thousands,
1: <laughs> including me. I don't know crazy this was this was something I could never expect and but really I think what what PILOT did with the with the parallel pen changed the new calligraphy world a a little bit because they created a pen that gives you quality and gives you like it's easy to use yeah that's one of the dangers also it's 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 a bit too easy sometimes and I remember going back from from PILOT parallel to, to normal nibs and to automatic pens or whatever to not get the getting the temptation of creating too many flourishes and, and things, you know, before getting the real structure of a letter. Uh.
0: And who do you think uh, is a pilot parallel pen for, like, suitable in our days? Who should uh, use it, and at what point of their journey in calligraphy?
1: Well, what I what I what I think is the. It's an amazing tool to get inspired, yeah, but you have to always remember that exploring, like, keeping balance, you know, exploring different tools um, in the same family, let's say, broad edge nib, yeah. It's always good when you have the comparison. Start with the stick so your fingers bleed, you know, and you know that the letters are not so precise. So you can uh, move on to a poster nib, and then you can try different uh, different nibs from Speedball or from from Brauza. Um Pilot Parallel is amazing for everyday work, for composition, for sketching fast. Um, I use it every day. I always have it with me, even in like next to me. There is always a a, a pen case full of them, and not only the. Not only the standard ones, yeah, I also have the ones from, uh, modified by Rainer Wiebe, the amazing German calligrapher who's uh, uh, modifying uh, parallel pens, so I use them every day, yeah. And um, I wouldn't practice proper calligraphy with them because sometimes they can um, overflow sometimes they can be too um, as i said too tempting to to use the corner you know like uh, but anyway it's an amazing tool yeah <laughs> uh
0: man i think like i don't know i think a big part for pi- for parallel pen to be so popular like you are the reason for it like <laughs> You no, know, you're laughing, dude, but you know it, like... I mean, you must know it, like...
1: I, well, pers- I think, you know, when I, when I created the video that got so popular, I was so full of good energy that I think it, it transmitted, you know? When you look at the things that I did, it's crap. It's, you know, like... But the thing is, you can create things... You can get fast effects with it, yeah? And you can use it not only for, for gothic or italic letterings. Yeah? You can do tattoo lettering with it you can do very dynamic strokes you can splash the ink around you know it's mm, you can draw with it yeah I use the I use the uh, parallels to draw uh, even like realistic uh, drawings because it's so versatile it's so easy to use yeah Mm, gives so much possibilities The, the, the spectrum of the line quality you can get is amazing you can get a sharp very fine line very straight because you can cut the paper like with a knife and then you can get like really expressive uh, strokes like with the ruling pen, uh, which makes this tool really, really uh, amazing.
0: Is there a size that you that's your favorite one or is the one that you use the most often?
1: The one I use the most often is the six millimeter one, the blue one uh, and the green one, the 3.8, if I remember correctly. I use those because they have the biggest contrast, yeah. Between thin and thick, uh, so also, it's it gives the if I am searching for something more expressive, then I would use the bigger ones because it gives me more more of this splash, you know. Also, kind of like a like a brush.
0: <laughs> and and I remember I don't know if we were in Berlin or in Milano. I don't know, and I was speaking that like like my pilots are like my fifth or sixth because i broke the others (laughs) and you came there and you were like oh mine are the ones that i used in the video and i was like what (laughs) like i still have them Uh, i switched to some
1: some because i really grinded the 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 metal already but they are still in good shape yeah and uh, (laughs) it's been i don't know what like nine years (laughs) crazy man and yeah,
0: you never broke anything of a pilot, like nothing. Never.
1: I when I see people writing with them, and I see the the, the metal bending, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's impressive. You know, I n- I never press so hard. I mean, sometimes I have to, yeah, but it's never to a point.
0: Yeah, it's just some message.
1: Okay, uh, so it. I never. I never pushed it to the point when it's really bending and I'm uh, mm, stressing the material <laughs> no no no
0: and uh, like after pilot like the video with pilot and uh, I think a lot of things start moving on for you from there on like what was coming up next after the video
1: well the, when I created the video it was um, I don't remember if I was still studying. I think not. I was already graduated, and in that time I was working as an industrial designer. I was designing trains and trams and and train interiors, uh, heavy design. That was uh, when I look back now into those times. I'm like, whoa, that's you know, it was a different life. Um, and we had an amazing atelier in the center of Gdańsk in a 13th century old um, building um, on the attic, and we had a kind of like an artistic atelier. We were we were a couple of people there. We had a, a my wife was there. She was uh, she was painting. My friend who is doing airbrush uh, airbrushing he was there, and we had a couple of designers. We were in one room, so I was after work, after, after, the, after the design work, I was going there and we were just, I was doing some um, logo design or some, just some personal artwork. We were also teaching uh, design, drawing and art uh, so we can get some extra cash. Um, and what came next is we started um, with my wife, we started getting more involved with street art. We started doing um, like mural festivals, we started uh, painting big walls and uh, started traveling more and after um, switching from the um, from the industrial design job uh, I got a job as an illustrator for the school book company. I was making illustrations and multimedia materials for for school books. I was working two years as an illustrator for like for biology geography you know like all these kind of things which was really fun but in the same time working there and i was getting more and more invitations to some festivals or some jobs uh, uh, for example in germany or in denmark uh, to to go and to show people how to creatively use tools, yeah, because I was really into it a lot. Because of my industrial design background, uh, I love to explore the possibilities of the tools, and I'm always like very passionate about it. Um, so, we, on the way, we met different people from around the world, and our paths started connecting, you know. And uh, we started traveling more until the day that uh, in my in my in my everyday full-time job I had no more free days to take you know like no more and I remember that uh, I was also moved from illustration department to multimedia department because they knew I'm from the industrial design background they they thought I would be better for multimedia because I knew how to do 3d I knew how to work in uh, with design software so they moved me and I was not so happy anymore, you know, because instead of just drawing with pencil and then coloring in Photoshop, uh, which was kind of creative, it, the job was you were meeting with the book authors and they were showing you materials about, let's say, I don't know, a, a, a dinosaur, yeah? <laughs> and then you had to draw what they, were, what they expected. Yeah? So let's say a skeleton of a, of a dinosaur. You had to draw it very precisely and then scan it in and then colorize it in, in Photoshop and then prepare illustration for production, blah, blah, blah. But then they moved me to this multimedia design where I had to, like, learn coding of Flash or whatever, like, you know, it was horrible. Design, envir- like, the 3D environment and waiting for renders to complete and the creative work was not so was not so much anymore one of the reasons i quit uh, industrial design was also the fact that i love the the creative part i love the sketching concept sketching but then you know it's just maybe five percent of the whole process so then it becomes counting and uh, and negotiating and all these kind of things so and i had no more free days to take and i quit that job Um, And I remember I had no backup plan. eh? The job was very safe. It was an international corporation, it was very, very good. But I remember I left it like in the middle of the day, I was walking down the parking lot of the company that hires hundreds of people. And some people, some of my friends were in the windows, you know, looking at me. (laughs) I I remember it was sunny and I was walking towards my car and I was like, wow, I'm free. (laughs) And a few days later, the smile came down like, wow, I'm broke. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it was a, a very good decision because, uh, I mean, it was not smart then, but it was something that pushed my creativity and, you know, pushed me to the, to the, to the mom, to where I am today. Yeah? There was a lot of things in between. There are a lot of things happened, uh, you know, before uh, me landing on that chair here in Berlin. Mm but one of the one of the strongest points yeah i remember back then i was trying to get a bank loan to get a to get an apartment in poland and that would be that would be a killer that would uh, i would still be there you know like a slave and i didn't get the loan the the the, the bank told me like dude you, you earn so little that there's no way we're going to give you money for like 40 years forget about it and uh, so i'm like okay <laughs> uh yeah I was like, okay, so if I'm not not uh, not gonna get attached to a to a one place, so with with my wife, we we are both artists, or like let's say with our, we can work whenever wherever we want. Yeah, so that was one of the things that made our decisions easier to move around. You know, uh, but yeah. Um, that was one of the points where that changed and i started to focus more on on calligraphy and because i i was getting more and more requests for logo designs for um, for my personal kind of um, work not only on the on the walls but also like for uh, for labels and and things like this which was also a huge struggle, you know, like uh, working years ago in, in Poland as a freelancer calligrapher uh, getting people to pay you for for something was it was a struggle, you know, like usually it was like, wow, you do this kind of co- cool thing, you know, it takes you five minutes, make me a logo. yeah." <laughs> uh, you know, those, you know, those stories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And.
0: And at, i don't know at, <laughs> i don't want at, you know i can i can at what point this. at what point and how did you start doing calligraphy tattoos because uh i think our days and today especially i can uh clearly say you're like the best in calligraphy tattoos in the world not only in europe no yes, yes. i can
1: send you some some research material <laughs> no i I'm doing my best, but I'm not the best, for sure, yeah, it's like there is so many people around the world doing incredible stuff, Um, what I wanted to say, yeah, so there was a time when we decided to move out from Gdańsk uh, with my wife and we moved to Warsaw, we moved there and um, we decided we're gonna, we're gonna work uh, for ourselves, yeah, so... We stayed at home, and I was doing my my design jobs, like freelance design jobs, and she was painting and uh, her her paintings, oil paintings, and from time to time we would get some uh, work uh, for murals or um, commercial projects. Yeah? And there was this, you know, since since I started sharing my. Um, calligraphy works online i I got uh, many requests for tattoo designs yeah? for sometimes i was uh, for some time I was doing it and uh, it was also always a struggle with the with the clients I also didn 't know the the tattooing um, techniques, so my designs were not always uh, easy to to transport from from paper you know or from a scan to 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 the skin um, but when I saw them made by some other artist, some other tattooers, I was like, okay, I can't show it anywhere. I can like, you know, for me detail is very important. Every stroke, every line, every corner of a of a shape is important. Yeah. But for people who are getting a design ready, made by some other artist, they don't care. It's like everyday job you know the people come with with some picture and you do it get paid and buy <laughs> so yeah I, uh, there came a point where I decided like okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna design tattoos anymore um, and then I got uh, we got uh, a visit from our good friends from Gdańsk and and they said like man you have to try tattooing like well I was thinking about it, yeah, but, you know, it's hurting people, it's, like, you have to touch people, you know, it's, like, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's crazy, you know, like, it's not my world, I didn't have any tattoos, or I had one, maybe, um, and, and then he was, like, dude then look at this and he opened his uh, suitcase and he's like okay this is the tattoo machine this is the cable this is the disinfection needles blah 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 and this is my leg so here you go (laughs) i'm like dude you're crazy you know like no i'm not gonna do it do it you will try my leg is my sketchbook like you know like my girlfriend is practicing and you have to try yeah i'm like well okay (laughs) let's let's try and, you know, we set up everything on the, on the couch. <laughs> Man. And I drew uh, a name, like a, like a mythi- mythological uh, name on his leg. And and I tattooed it. He was telling me, like, he's not a tattooer, but he was telling me, okay, this is a liner, this is a shader, blah, blah, blah. Just, and we did it. And the tattoo turned out pretty cool, you know? There was no damage. There was no blowouts. There was nothing, like, wrong with it. We kept it safe. We're for sure, if someone would take a picture, it, it would not uh, get famous yeah? because of, like I don't know, no gloves or whatever, blood on the walls. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was the first tattoo I ever did. And almost in the same time, I got an email from a tattoo studio in Berlin asking me if I can uh, design a logo for them and i was going uh, to to berlin with my wife to get uh, to, to to be a part of an art fair um, and i was like okay we're going to berlin let's let's meet yeah let's let's see and i remember that day like it was yesterday and i we went to the to the tattoo studio we go in and there are all the tattooers the, all those people you know like they they come like they're super nice, you know. I was never walking into a tattoo studio like this, Yeah, Like, uh, I was always expecting something different, yeah. And there are suddenly all those friendly people from all over the world, from Mexico, from Brazil, from from Russia, from, uh, like, really, from Germany, Austria, everywhere. And the, all the customers there, you know, like, from all over the world. And it's amazing. And everybody's so friendly and happy. And they're like oh man, oh, so you do the logo, oh, cool, cool. And I remember talking to all of them. I took out my notebook and my pens and I started like doing some sketches while talking to them. And I'm like, oh, we can do it like this. And I drew something and they're like, fuck, dude, you have to tattoo. <laughs> I'm like, why? Because you can do lettering so fast and everybody wants letters and nobody can do it. I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean? Like, they're like, come, we will teach you. Like you serious? And like, yeah, yeah, come, like, think about it, yeah, like, no, no stress, make the logo, but if you want to learn, like, we are here, yeah, we, we can help you. I was like, well, I remember we went out, went to the park, and I was thinking, like, wow, did you see those people? Everybody happy, everybody, like, doing cool stuff every day, can you imagine? And I remember that, like, oh, I could try. And that was the point, like, I came back, uh, I mean, we took part in this art show, it was very successful, it was very nice, we were still uh, doing a lot of street art projects, and we went back to Poland, and, and suddenly this, you know, this silence, because I was always working in my room and through the computer, and this silence, and looking at the wall, and like, man... Berlin you know the memories like all the people everybody happy okay well I write them yeah like okay guys I'm I decided I would like to try and so yeah come over I came there and I stayed at my friend's place which uh, which is an ama- amazing artist Chernobyl he's a stencil artist it's incredible uh, incredible uh, person that helped me a lot when I came here uh, and yeah, I started observing first, you know, in the tattoo studio how it works. So, you know, I was cleaning everything for everybody, you know, like using the sterilization and just looking how they, uh, how everything works. And then I got uh, they said, okay, you have to try tattooing, and so we're gonna we're gonna advertise that you're learning, so people can get like a tattoo for free or a discount or or whatever. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's try. And first, I tattooed some friends, yeah. second tattoo I ever did in my life was uh, was a good friend of mine from Poland who came <laughs> especially to get uh, get that uh, tattoo on the chest it was a small lettering, and it took us six hours to do it. Wow. Today, I think I would do it in like maybe fifteen minutes, but then he was lying there for six hours i were, I was digging in him like I'm like, "Whoa man. So yeah. Tom if you're listening to this, sorry for the, for, for, the, for the pain. I mean, the tattoo turned out okay, yeah, but yeah. I was so afraid, you know. I was so, not about the, 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 the tool, but I was so afraid that I will hurt someone or I will just uh, use a wrong chemical to, 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 to disinfect or whatever, you know. I didn't know anything and the third tattoo i did on a friend uh fourth i think as well on some friend of the studio and then they said okay people started coming you know and the, it was a very busy tattoo shop so uh, i got into it and i was tattooing seven days a week like every day i was tattooing and i like everybody was helping me around which i'm really grateful for um, Basically, when I look back to, my, to all the things that I've ever did was because of people helping without uh, wanting anything in exchange, you know, that's why I'm always very open to people how uh, I can help them if I can, yeah, because so many people help me without, you know, asking for anything, and it's, it's amazing, and this energy of sharing, you know, yeah, that's what i also experience in calligraphy community or sign painters community when you go to the letterheads meeting man it's mind-blowing to see all these people sharing everything you know like no secrets no like no fucking no, don't, no, no. everybody's so nice and yeah so that's how it uh, started and man that was already five years ago
0: five years ago
1: yeah, and it changed my life. It changed my life completely uh, for better.
0: <laughs> of course, like at what point did, did you like you had the idea for scriptorium, and uh, how hard was it to to do the whole thing? <laughs>
1: Man, well now when I'm sitting you know in my scriptorium, <laughs> and every day I wake up and I'm like... Remembering about all the things that was in, that were in the past, you know, and all the dreams that I had. Uh, I'm not saying that my dreams are are, are done, that I'm uh, completed uh, anything, but I remember the the dream that one day I want to have a place where all the cool people can meet, where I can work freely. You know, I can meet amazing people every day and you know like (laughs) at some point this happened two years ago I was working in a in a different tattoo studio it was good it was very nice good people you know but the but it was a it was a traditional old german tattoo studio yeah and I wanted so much more than just tattooing yeah because I'm interested in so many things. You know me, I'm you know, always like, oh, this and that, oh, cool, this is so cool. I learned this, oh, man, I need to meet this guy, oh. So I was like, man, one day would be very nice to have a place where I can uh, invite people yeah? or make exhibitions or whatever. And I was really thinking it's gonna happen in Poland. Uh, but then we came across the studio that we are uh, right now located in and uh, it was a space for rent in the best district of berlin in my opinion friedrichshain and um, the space was just perfect we were walking with my wife we were re- coming back from a dinner or something <clears throat> and then i see the two big windows you know I'm like whoa and you see the the poster for rent. Yeah, like whoa, look at this. And we like through the windows and like whoa, look. Imagine this place. Whoa, imagine having something like this one day. And and then I took a picture of the poster with the phone number just to ask. You know, I had no idea how much it cost to run, to 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 rent or to to run a business in general. Yeah, nothing. I did. I did. I didn't know anything. Um. So I took the picture and then we, uh, we went to Norway uh, for a few uh, few weeks, I think, for an Oslo motor show where our good friend uh, Richie is uh, inviting us and we are painting on cars and motorcycles and stuff. And also we do some uh, side projects with him and then some workshops, I think. And I remember we were sitting in Norway and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna call that, uh, that uh, renting place and see what are the conditions. Yeah? And I remember like, I look at the picture and the picture i took was at night and the poster was behind the window and the flashlight uh, came and like the the number was was gone you know like it was just white spot just uh, the flash uh, reflection yeah like okay <laughs> well that's fate yeah bye <laughs> and we returned from from norway and f- i don't know a few weeks later we were again at the same spot for dinner and we were coming back and again, like, look, this place is still like, not for, like, no, nobody rented it. It's perfect spot. Why it's not as, I'm probably, it's very expensive or it's maybe something like, something not uh, not legit, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm gonna call anyway to, to check the price. Yeah? And I took a correct picture this time and I called and, man, from, from that, from that spot, uh, everything changed, you know, like, the guy answered the phone, turned out to be, uh, <laughs> you know the story, turned out to be a, a guy that is very inter- interested in art, he's originally from England, he lives in, in Potsdam, close to Berlin, and uh, he was like, what, uh, I'm, hi, I'm interested in that, in that place, in Friedrichshain, what do you want to do there? <laughs> Like, well, we would like to do an uh, art gallery. I didn't want to say tattoo studio for, in the beginning, yeah, because you never know what people think. yeah. Like art gallery, calligraphy, workshops, maybe something like this. And tattoo studio. Mm-hmm. We have to meet there tomorrow at 7. See you. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's a short. I'm telling the short version of, of the story, eh? because it was a little bit more yeah, complex, but... And we met, and he's like, "Okay, show me what you do." We showed him our portfolios, and he's like, "Okay, you have, I, I want you here. I was waiting for you." I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to have another uh, uh, kebab shop or, or a hair salon. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for people who do cool stuff. Yeah, I'm like, dude, but we have like. First of all, we have no money. We have no papers uh, to, to run a business in, in a foreign country. And like, okay, then let's meet in two weeks. Make it happen. Bye. <laughs> and dude, I when we calculated, nothing made sense. Like nothing. But it's incredible how many things you can do when you have a goal. If I would... If we would behave rationally, like with with you know, like putting everything on paper, calculating and thing, like checking if it makes sense, it didn't. But we did it in two weeks. We collected all the papers, registered the business, and we signed the contract. Yeah, and we and then I remember, like we paid all the the renting money and all the, the deposits and all the, the, the you know, mm. and. And I was like, OK, if now the first month I'm not going to support it, we're going down yeah? and everything is lost. And then I can pack my suitcases and I can go back to Poland and then change my profession again. <laughs> or I don't know what. Doesn't matter. But man, it worked out. For the first two or three months, I was working alone in this over 100 square meter studio and then people joined started joining me my good friends and now it's it's been two years and the studio is is full of amazing people and we have a yeah
0: how many people are working today in the in the studio and
1: uh today we are uh, we are five people tattooing and we have a manager and we have an event manager also that helps us sometimes to to organize some things and uh, we have guest artists coming also for visiting, and we have the workshops and all these uh, things that maybe I can talk about later.
0: Yeah, I, I was like uh, going to ask like, how's the thing with the workshops uh, working? Is like, is it you connect like uh, contacting people, or if people are interested to have a workshop there, yeah. they can contact you and work it out somehow? Or
1: this is another story that uh, that. Uh, Every day I'm thinking about it, you know, like people that are visiting the studio are the people I was learning from when I was a kid. And this is something that I can't even express in, in words, you know, because I talk like next no next month, we have Luca Barcelona coming here to teach here. Yeah? Uh, in June, Christopher Hannes is coming to teach here. And man, this is, those are, those are the biggest names. Mike Mayer, a legendary sign painter. He was already like four times in our studio teaching. Jeff Marshall comes from Australia to teach in our in our place. Yeah, David Kinaston was here, uh, and there is so many amazing people coming this year and next year. I'm already in touch with, and and they want to. You know, it's not like I. It's it's incredible. I mean. Berlin is a cool place to see, yeah. So maybe that was one of the reasons that people are are, are doing but I'll also I think the energy we have here, all the participants and the people that have already been here, I think they had good um uh, they have good memories well, and I think you know this it's a, in the end it's a small community, tattooers, sign painters, calligraphers, the it's all spreading quite fast, you know, like uh, someone says, okay, I was giving workshops there, man, it's cool, maybe go there. Or like uh, "Tattoos among uh, other tattooers, uh, oh, you should visit Berlin, if you go to Berlin, go to that place, it's, it's pretty cool. And that's how we get like all those amazing, also famous tattooers coming here and working with us. It's... And, you know, if I would, if someone five years ago would tell me, man, you will have a studio in Berlin, that is a design studio, art gallery, workshop space, a tattoo studio full of amazing people and famous people visiting, I would say like my dreaming. <laughs> it's, you know, it's every day I think about it. It's incredible.
0: I know, man, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's pretty same with you, dude. Like uh, when you were the first person I asked when I explained about calligraphy masters and when you said yes, and I was like, yes. Uh, Because before, I was super afraid to ask, you you know, like, I was stressed, like, because, because, man, like, you introduced me to calligraphy, and your calligraphy was super dope. I was like, man, this is is amazing. And then I had, like, five or six people in mind, Uh, and I was like, man, I have to to write you first. I was really (laughs) stressing, and uh, how to ask, what to say? And then, man, when you said yes, I was so happy. I didn't care to dress, I was just like. Yo blah blah blah, do you want to join and i I was always saying, like you know swan is already in the team, and uh, Jackson Alves and oh, one wow. and one more person I don't remember who else. it could be pokras I'm not sure. they were like, oh, if if swan is in in there i'm I'm there as well Wow and <laughs> Man, uh,
1: I don't know I don't know how this is how this is how this is possible i remember when you wrote me i remember because it it was not about calligraphy back then you were you had this project thank you buddy remember
0: man i I had forgotten about this yeah i remember
1: because you you wrote to me and you're like oh man i'm so in love with the positive energy of people and the good (laughs) vibes and blah 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 and I would like to, yeah, if you could write thank you, buddy, because it was, like, you would put it online and then, you know, like, just as a thank you for to sending good energy. And I was like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I, sure, of course. I remember, yeah. Like, uh, and then you, you, and I think when I send you the, the, the calligraphy, the scans, you were like, fuck, wow, calligraphy is awesome. <laughs> and, and I think from there, no, everything started.
0: But uh, do you remember when I asked you about Calligraphy Masters? Oh man, I don't
1: remember. What was some time ago, no?
0: Yeah, it's like 2013, like end of the year or something like this.
1: Do you remember? And would you predict how how important it would become? It's incredible, no? Like, well. This is uh, the platform, everything that you did, and you did it alone, man.
0: I don't feel, I don't feel like it's important yet. I feel like, uh, th- no, there, man, is, it's, there's you like see
1: hundreds of thousands of people getting influence every day, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's powerful. It's, it's really powerful, but it's also a like huge responsibility, you
0: know, a lot of cool stuff uh, has happened. There are some numbers, but man, I, I think it's, uh. The best things are yet to come, man. Like <laughs> what I'm, what I'm most happy with is like the people in the team, people like you, people like uh, Paul Antonio, John Stevens, like uh, wow. crazy people, man. Like uh, I would never imagine, like when I saw first the video, <laughs> like the pilots' review, I would never have imagined that, man. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know crazy. how it works, but it works somehow. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you have faith and Keep working hard. I guess it happens, right?
1: Yeah, it's can't be lazy. No? Then things happen somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, okay, like last month, scriptorium became like uh, two years old. Yes. So what happened in those two years, man? And uh, this
1: is incredible.
0: And where where is the, where is scriptorium heading? Are there some special plans or stuff that has to come? It's here? growing.
1: It's growing as a tattoo studio. It's growing as a as a gallery. Uh, in the last two years, we had few incredible exhibitions, and we had some really impressive names here. We gonna have few more. <laughs> uh, we have already plans for the entire year ahead. Okay. And things are. Things are really uh, going forward um, so in the last two years, since we opened we we had a few amazing workshops in sign painting in calligraphy uh, we had a design exhibition we had um, we had some artistic projects here we have also private uh, meetings here just to draw just to do some you know we have those uh, charity events also Um, um, I try to keep this place alive and not um, not reserved only for one thing for the tattooing yeah Um, but also it's uh, all the guests that we have, that uh, that are coming here, the, the guest artists, that tours, they also... Mm, let's not go too far. Last two years, yeah? Amazing exhibitions, amazing workshops, amazing people visiting, which everybody that came here kind of adds to the studio, yeah? And to its energy and to its... Uh, uh, i don't know how to say it the the charge you know <laughs> and it's getting stronger um where it's heading we are um now accepting more and more uh, design um, requests so i'm coming back a little bit again to logo design and my 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 best friend from poland moved uh, here to berlin a few months ago and he's an amazing graphic designer so he's helping me out in the te- te- technical um, way and we already accepted a few few big projects i can't talk about right now because they're in production uh, all i can say is uh, big powerful corporations investing in very artistic things which are not happening often you know, we have full control over uh, what we are doing, uh, so <laughs> it's really exciting, you know. And I think we reached a level where we can really decide what we are giving to the, to the, <laughs> to the brands, yeah. Huh. Uh, I never thought I will, uh, I will, you know, be at this position. I had the chance recently to to design a logo of a very old like one of the oldest polish uh, magazines um, uh, called uh, your style it's in polish twój still so that was also like you know um An honor and a very nice opportunity Uh, i worked with uh, with so many big brands and big names because you also met a couple of those people a a year ago here Uh, you know and this it's it's incredible when you meet a person and then you connect this person with another person that you know and then you see them creating something bigger and then they are coming back again to you this is incredible this is this human interaction which i you also know i always uh, say that online is online yeah but when you meet in person i still remember the one year anniversary when you all came here Uh, I was mind blown you know because it's it's also my birthday the studio is uh, official opening uh, the date of the studio is my birthday so uh, it was so incredible last year to see all those like Tens of of people coming uh, here for for that event and this energy that we are sitting all together writing, exploring, sharing, you know, splashing ink and wow. So yeah, the last two years is like a dream. You know, it's still like I can't believe how fast the the, the time flies. And uh, so g- coming back again to what you asked, where it's heading, I think we are uh, um, still like. Investing and and making the studio grow as a as a place, uh, but also we're gonna we're gonna have this offer of of
0: um,
1: design. Um, maybe we're gonna we're gonna add some more things, but we will see.
0: Do you think of ever uh, changing the place or like uh, searching for a bigger space or something like this, or it's like uh, too early for stuff like this?
1: Hard to say, I, I, you know it 's the same thing if you would ask me five years ago if, you know like, if I ever plan to have my gallery, yeah <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> Hard to say, we will see what time brings, yeah, we are working hard every day uh, i 'm working six days a, a week, and it 's not easy because uh, as, as not uh, everybody knows, but uh, I 'm a fresh father, so um, it's also you know,, yeah, I have to connect this uh, family first, you know. So, like, we are,
0: yeah. Do you have an idea how many tattoos you did in Scriptorium since the beginning till now?
1: I have no idea. I think it would be possible to count because we keep record of every customer. But sometimes I'm tattooing, like, three, four people a day. And I'm tattooing six days a week. So, yeah, it's it's a few
0: <laughs> that's a huge number a lot of people are
1: coming back which is also very very satisfying you know very it means a lot when someone is coming back for for your service it means they trust you yeah it's, uh, <laughs> i think there is no bigger trust than a doctor or a tattooer you know <laughs> Um yeah uh, what i wanted to say uh, uh, if i'm planning i don't know the the place we have right now is amazing it's uh, mm, hard i i don't know there are you know always dreams yeah but for now i'm focusing to make this one as best as
0: it can be and fair enough and um, (laughs) how did your life change when you became father man like uh, (laughs) (laughs) what's the feeling and uh, did you felt any change in yourself and like how is it going now
1: well for sure everything that uh, parents uh, uh, say like people who have kids they tell you and you're like yeah 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 yeah." this is really like you cannot imagine until you have uh, a kid yeah Uh, and it's incredible how much more time you have actually hmm. you know what it's, it's, it's a paradox because the, you use your time better when you have a kid and um, there are certain points of the day and night when you have to be there yeah? and when you suddenly have uh, some time available for yourself you, you use it properly yeah? you're not wasting it so, for example, right now the the baby is six months old. So, uh, when she's asleep, I can focus on my practicing, you know, basics of calligraphy. Because I came back, I when this year is also a big change uh, change for me because I I'm going back to the basic. I'm training traditional calligraphy again, over again. Yeah, I even changed because uh, I felt I'm going too far in the in the like expressionism or my like I still do paint you know uh, my my abstract calligraphy paintings but i want to separate my my artistic thing and i want to work on my skills better yeah i have to always pull myself down you know and okay focus on the proper way and i have i had to change my grip and all my life i was holding the pen like this in my four fingers yeah
0: i know i've seen you
1: and I, yeah i have those bumps on my fingers because i work like hours a day and now to practice the basic basics of calligraphy again i changed to the to this grip yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i did it I, I started it a few months ago and i was like okay it's like learning to write again you know The first strokes I did was like, okay, I think it's the wrong hand, man. (laughs) Yeah, and with time it became better, but then I realized how much of a change it makes. When I hold my pen like I used to hold it, the the strokes are much more dynamic, much more powerful. I have more energy in them but when I hold it in three fingers, like it's uh, in the old calligraphy books, um, the hairline, you know, they, it, it's becoming a lot more delicate, a lot more, um, I wouldn't say harmonic, but you know, it's it's a different feeling. It just, it flows. Everything is just so... In copper plate or Spencerian or the business writing, this is a game changer. I didn't know that... I I always thought I am not able to produce a hairline like you see in some others um, calligraphers' works. And I was like, okay, maybe the nib is crappy. Maybe the ink is not good. Yeah, or maybe the paper is not good. But then, man, I changed the grip and suddenly I got the hairline. I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> but also the ink and everything. I started working with iron galmore. more. I started uh, working with... the. Um, yeah, the, 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 uh, and i make my own ink with the with the chinese ink stick and this is really and with distilled water yeah it's incredible how different it can be from the i used to use only echolin from talents yeah me too uh, man <laughs> because of you it, of is course. It, it is i mean i still use it in my parallel pens yeah i still use it like for my kind of like expressive work but if i want precision then i do the ink myself with the ink stick and you can't compare it to anything actually
0: what's your favorite uh, medium to work is it uh, paper canvas walls or skin
1: <laughs> human <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man <clears throat> all of it i don't have a favorite one it's changing from one day to another you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm working you know i'm tattooing every day and i'm like okay, it's been an a intense week, now I want to do something else, yes? So I'm working on, on paper only and, for example, I have a few days off or I had a cancellation and I'm like, wow, cool, then I can work on some personal stuff or I can uh, paint something, yeah? I I have so many of those amazing tools that I are kind of, you know, waiting for their time. Uh, But then I'm like, okay, I still remember the story when I was a student and I had this one amazing marker that I was afraid to use because it was waiting for my skills to get better, you know, (laughs) and then it dried. So it never had the chance to shine. So yeah, I'm trying to remind myself like, okay, you have those amazing tools that the companies, the brands are sending me, you know, to test, to 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 check, or just to, for collaborations. Uh, we are working on a cool video right now for the studio and for for the for my work with with Montana cans, and they send me, you know, so many like paints and stuff. And I'm like, wow, well, I need to use it and just go crazy with it. And uh, so yeah, I'm happy when I can get like. A, some time in the atelier and just just paint some walls or canvas. You can see behind me yeah, every day when I have a, when I'm uh, finished earlier or something. I'm like okay now I'm gonna do the chalkboards yeah? and I take my chalk and I go to the to the front of the shop and I erase what was there and I create new ones or I take the chalk marker and go on the window you know and just 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 do something there. I have no favorite medium. Everything is my favorite medium. You know? <laughs>
0: awesome man! like you've done some workshops but do you have plans to do more workshops like teaching or there is no time like this
1: you know what like with the teaching thing first time i was teaching i was 16 yeah and i was teaching the uh, mentally disabled kids it was the time when uh, when i did it as a punishment that was not like I I did it. I didn't pass my lettering classes in high school. Yes, <laughs> and as a as a punishment, I I had to spend my summer holidays uh, teaching mentally disabled kids art. Yeah. So I and it was uh, it was an um, back then I was pissed, you know, because you can't teach them anything. And not, but I think now I got the story. They were teaching me. You know, I was learning how to behave because it was a very responsible thing. And later on uh, at the Fine Arts Academy, uh, we had this like a students, um, how do you say, it's like a society, and they asked me to show a few things. So that's when I started showing people uh, what I can do. But then came the time when I I started traveling more and and teaching people. i did teach uh, design and drawing and like perspective or like g- geometry and things like this and, and 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 teaching calligraphy but i never was i was never teaching uh like a proper calligraphy or a proper style yeah? i always tried to focus on what i thought i'm good at so it was like a creative use of tools yeah? mm. i'm not good in any style if you pay attention i you
0: do you know what i mean
1: <laughs> Ask, no. ask the masters, yeah, and let them see my work. It, I know what is a strong point of my works, and I know what's the weak point. The, I'm, I have lack of basics, yeah, and uh, still after years of practicing, I know more and more. I learn. I know how much I, uh, I still need to learn. Huh. But you know, it's hard for me to teach because now I see this. Um, I love to share yeah I love to talk about the tools and show people how they work but I'm not uh, um, how to say this it's a very responsible thing yeah mm-hmm. so if I'm teaching I'm teaching something that I know by heart I know uh, and I can teach I can talk about for, for, for four hours different techniques yeah like tricks uh, what to do how to hold the tools how to um, how to design a logo, yeah, or or things like this. Yes, but if someone would ask me to teach copper plate, even though I can I can work with copper plate, I, I do it. I uh, I wouldn't teach it, yeah, because I think I'm not good enough yet. <clears throat> and there's another thing. Um, every year uh, uh, I teach in the monastery in Poland. Maybe you know that summer school of calligraphy, yeah. So, but this is something different because it's, uh, it's a it's one week course and every day you work yeah it's from the morning till late night you are sitting in the scriptorium and writing stuff yeah? and uh, we have certain topics and certain classes um, but I also experienced something that um, people more and more do workshops without the the proper proper skills, maybe. I don't know how mm-hmm. to call it, but I see the tendency that there is so many workshops, but the quality is not good, you know? No. Which I start questioning myself also. Like, if I'm good enough to teach, I don't know. Um, it's a responsible thing, yeah? And calligraphy is growing so much right now. Mm, I think I want to go... Uh, back up a little bit from the teaching i will make for sure meetings uh, here in scriptorium uh, i want to go back and, and learn myself yeah so if i have the chance right now to invite the real masters of calligraphy and learn from them um i want to do that yeah and there are some things that i will teach for sure yeah but it's not going to be a a style yeah a a certain style of writing or something it's gonna be more uh, like I said either calligraphy for the commercial use like logo design calligraphy for logo design or I don't wanna teach calligraphy or something like this you know because this is like that's not the the proper way if people get uh, excited about calligraphy they go on Instagram and they uh, and then They practice themselves, yeah, you can see that it's... uh, We will see.
0: (laughs) What's calligraphy to you, bro?
1: It's my life. Right now it's my life. Man, calligraphy changed my life. You know, those t-shirts like graffiti changed my life or something else changed my life. Calligraphy changed my life. Uh, I... Man, I... All the time, like, I have tools on me and I have this hypergraphia, you know? It's a constant need of writing. I'm sitting in a restaurant waiting for a pizza. I'm, I'm writing. Yeah? I'm, you know this. We've been together in a few, a few places. It's always. Uh, <laughs> it's always there. It's always there. I write on myself all the time. You know, like.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I know those stuff. I just wanted people to hear it as well, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's. Uh, I always. Uh, I always tell people if you like what you see and if you like calligraphy you can do it you can practice it hundred years ago everybody uh, was doing it and it was incredible it was amazing and people are like sometimes "Oh, I have no hands for that dude there was JC Ryan back in the days that guy had no hands and he was a calligrapher and if you look him up you will be amazed by the level of his uh, of his writing yeah? yeah so yeah the it's all in the if you like it and you want it you can do it yeah. you just have to, yeah, not be lazy. Eh?
0: Yeah, and that's uh, we're just like wrapping up, and uh, I wanted to ask you like uh, if you can give some tips or advice or wish something to some people, friends, or if you want to promote something, like <laughs> just go on, man, you know. Thank you.
1: Well, yeah, f- always. Uh, I always uh, am so grateful to the whole community of calligraphy and calligraphy masters. You know, like the the energy and the, all the people that we. It's hard to express. When, the because of the times we live in and the uh, the the. The possibilities we have, how it's easy to connect. But you know what? It also made me thinking because. We are such a big group of calligraphers around the world and we are in so good contact, you know? I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think none of us ever written a letter to each other, right?
0: I've actually received some from uh, Susan for like... Ah, a, yeah? A, oh. Like uh, for Christmas or or New Year's Eve, I don't know. I actually keep it. It's, it's uh, super nice with some flourishing on it and it has even like a... Uh, wax stamp, but yeah, I guess you're like likely right. So you have some <laughs> idea that we have to write letters <laughs> to each other. Well, that would be cool. It's something
1: real, no? I I, I receive uh, for holidays. I receive letters from uh, from Piotr Kowalski, the the guy I told you about, the older generation calligrapher from Poland. And this is incredible. And I keep it on my desk, and like I'm gonna reply. I'm gonna do and. You know, I I didn't do it yet. I have to, I have to do that. Anyway, I'm really, I'm really so excited and happy that we live in the times when we can connect so easily. eh? And how many friends we made over the the last few years uh, from so many different places in the world. And... it's really hard to express how amazing it is um, and for the people that are tr- thinking about starting or just started the adventure with calligraphy i can tell you keep on keep on writing eh? because this can change your life as it changed mine and changed so many that i know uh, it can be so powerful and uh, yeah explore learn uh, practice 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 and meet people this is important yeah interact don't don't hide yourself in the closet Uh, even if you think you're not good enough keep pushing it yeah like keep keep pushing your works out there you never know one day you will become better yeah and you can become better faster when you share Uh, and don't be an asshole i think that's (laughs) that's (laughs) that's a good one actually there's nothing worse than than meeting someone that you admire and it turns out he's an asshole that's that's the worst thing that can happen (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um what else man i i i want to thank my my family and my parents you know for uh, if I always have a chance, you know, they always uh, follow what I do. They are always, you know, they're sitting there in their house in Poland, uh, in the forest. And they're they, they and they're always calling me like, oh, we saw on your Instagram this and that. I'm like, wow, thank you guys. It's really like uh, my parents um, and my family, you know, is so supportive and always was. Yeah? When I was a kid, instead of learning proper stuff, I was always drawing, yeah. And I never got, actually, uh, anything bad from them because of that, you know. They never stopped me. Even when I was, like, you know, running around with spray cans over the neighborhood, it was bad, of course, yeah. But on the long run, it was not. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I'm really grateful to them for for, uh, applying that uh, that spark uh, of art in me, you know. My father is an architect, uh, an interior designer, and a designer, and my mother, she's like the most um, sensitive soul, you know, and, and, and they both like kept feeding me with, with, with proper art albums when I was a kid, with like my father's handwriting was always like the point, you know, like I still, until that day, I'm like, whoa, I can't, he's writing with this technical writing, you know, like every day, I'm like, whoa, man, this is so incredible, and uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know what to say I'm super happy that I can be here Thank you for the invitation Thank you for, for being a part of it And I, Even if there are days when we don't Connect so often online I'm always, you know, like uh, Maybe I'm not gonna walk around With the computer now around the studio Because the poster you have behind you is also on the wall In our, uh, I know. In our place Yeah <laughs> And yeah this is uh, it's a how do you say it? we are i know we are creating something yeah? and this is so important Uh i just hope we can meet more often in real life this is this is always my goal yeah to next week i'm traveling to poland to the international pen show for the first time in my life I, But I'm already excited because I know there will be calligraphers there and people that are crazy about pens, and uh, I'm also, you know, excited for that. And I know we're gonna meet in uh, October in uh, in Dublin, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Man, like so many things, I like. I'm already excited about that. I actually have uh, email from him from a few days, and I haven't still answered back. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: but i think it's going to be amazing i think it's going to be amazing and we also uh, so what else i can say uh, if uh, if anyone is interested in uh, what what we are doing here because maybe not everybody that listens is uh, is familiar with the with the studio that we uh, i'm right now in it's the scriptorium berlin uh, and we have an amazing workshops coming up uh, soon to, 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 to check them out you can have a look at our website Instagram or, or at Calligraphy Masters maybe if you uh, if you want to put some information about it there uh, there are there are opportunities uh, I mean the people that are coming here to teach is uh, incredible Christopher Hannes the guy that makes the noble, the noble diplomas you know <laughs> his works are in museums all over the world you know? those are not instagram superstars yeah but those are the calligraphy masters superstars (laughs) Uh, i'm so excited man i can't even express
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure bro and uh yeah like first of all i want to say like thanks for the great outro like (laughs) i'm really happy because thank you i think it's the best uh, outro so far people usually like they do some nice words but this is probably my favorite one so far thank you <laughs> i want to thank you bro for finding the time even though i know how busy you yeah, are pleasure and uh, <laughs> it's super late right now we're both super tired so thank you for this <laughs> as well
1: man thank you i hope we can we can do it more often because yeah? there are so many things i i for sure forgot and i i will i i'm pretty sure i will go home and i'm not going to be able to sleep because i'm like ah if i didn't say this i ah, could say about this one ah, but, you know
0: bro but yeah you want saturday night if you want to speak, <laughs> speak we we'll, that's the easiest man we we'll just connect and we'll do a podcast whenever you want man that's that's the let's best
1: let's do let's do because there is so much things to, to to talk about you know every single diff- topic of calligraphy can be elaborated into an amazing discussion you know? and maybe you can do like group talks if it's, i, if I
0: have know. an idea about this but uh, it's like for a uh, next season of the podcast because right now it, like this is officially the first season and it's about the yeah. journeys of the artists you know of the calligraphers and stuff like this but at one point uh, like i have idea to start like this certain topics discussions and which are not gonna be as long as this one maybe some are but there is cool. coming stuff but yeah
1: <laughs> thank you so much
0: thanks a lot bro and uh, i hope to see you even before october so yeah me too that'd be great brother and, okay.
1: Uh, Think about the monastery, maybe, or maybe we yeah. Can in Berlin. I speak
0: with the. I always like, Yes, and uh Grzellosz.
1: It's not an easy name to pronounce if you're not from Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, we've done the podcasts, which we did like the half, and then I had to go, but I pronounced the name right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and I was surprised, but yeah, cool thanks again bro um, thank you I would love to speak more but like seriously I'm, too. I'm really tired bro so yeah me too man. I was
1: actually sleeping before we uh, <laughs> before we had the talk man. <laughs> same here bro same
0: here yeah
1: okay uh, okay I, I pause here and I will send it to you in a moment uh, thank you so
0: much man. thanks brother
1: Have, Say say hi to your girl I hope we can meet
0: oh yeah. I hope so too
1: <laughs> cool
0: and, okay uh, Keep writing, brother. Keep
1: writing. Thank you so much. Where do we turn this off?
0: I'll close it. Okay.
1: (laughs) Ciao.
0: So that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calligraphy Master Show. I hope you enjoyed listening to the story of Tiuswan, and it helped or inspired many of you. Next Sunday, I'll be speaking with the first female guest on the podcast, Half a Pixel. Please follow Calligraphy Masters on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and expect uh, next week our brand new website plus the release of the awesome merch. Thank you for listening and as always, keep writing.